Hey, Drew Dixon here. I'm the chief content nerd at Love Thy Nerd, and let's jump into Mark chapter 9. I'm going to read Mark 9, starting in verse 38. All right, Mark 9, 38. This one is a, is a doozy. All right, here's what we see. John said to Jesus, Teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he wasn't following us. Don't stop him, Jesus said, because there's no one who will perform a miracle in my name who can soon afterwards speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us, and whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name because you belong to Christ, truly I tell you, he will never lose his reward. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to fall away, it would be better for him to have a heavy millstone hung around his neck and thrown in, and he were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to fall away, cut it off. It's better for you to enter maimed than to have two hands and go to hell. The unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to fall away, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to fall away, gouge it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell. Where, there, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if salt should lose its flavor, how can you season it? Have salt among yourselves and be at peace with one another. All right, um, let's take a few minutes and unpack some things that this passage tells us about Jesus and about what it means to follow him. Uh, the first thing I think we see is that um, we all face a temptation, I think. The first thing that we see is we all face a temptation to make following Jesus about us. Like, yeah, we know Jesus is doing amazing things in the world, and yeah, we know Jesus is about making people's lives better and and giving them hope and giving them new life in Him, and we see Him doing that constantly in the in the in the in the Gospels, like offering people a new way of life, and offering them true eternal hope in in Himself and in the good news He's bringing. Um, but what do the disciples do when Jesus is teaching about His death and resurrection? They're arguing about who's the greatest, right? Um, and here. Uh, they see some people they see some people casting out demons in the name of Jesus, right? But they tell these people to stop because hey, they're like, You're not in the club. <laughs> You're not a disciple, a true disciple of Jesus. And I think there's this temptation, um you see it all leaves all over different types of um denominations and, and um religious groups of man, we just think we know the right way and that our particular brand of Christianity is the only way to go. And like, if you don't get on board with it, you're probably not a Christian or you're probably not doing very well, or you're probably like, um, not really contributing. Like you're on the outside. There's this way of like exalting ourselves over other people. Humans are really good at that. We're really good at exalting ourselves over other people. It's not just Christians, right? It's like, um, you know, any, any moral issue, uh, these days on social media is a hotbed of trying to prove we're better than other people. Yes. I know some people post about social and ethical and issues in, in a way that comes from real, like real deep, uh, meaningful place of conviction. I think that does happen, but I think there are also a lot of people that are just addicted to, trying to look better than everyone else and trying to like announce their righteousness before everyone else on Facebook. So they look good. Um, I think that's kind of what's going on here. It's like the disciples want to be, they want to be a big deal. 
in the kingdom that Jesus is establishing. They've heard Jesus teach and preach about this kingdom, but they haven't got the memo that participation in this kingdom is about service and about self-sacrifice and about love, about giving more and more of yourself to love other people and point them to Jesus. They've had a really hard time gathering that, uh, getting that. And listen, we do too. So yeah, slow down. I think as we, as you read this passage, as, 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 as I, you know, as, as you think through it, and really ask yourself, like, are there ways in which I'm making uh, Jesus about me? Trying to make Jesus about me. Like, the way, are there ways in which I'm, quote unquote, following Jesus, but I'm actually really exalting myself? Um, I'm actually really trying to look good. I'm actually really trying to be better than other people or, or you know, make other people feel small and myself feel big. Um I think it's really clear that's not the way of Jesus. That's why Jesus turns to the subject of children. He says, whoever causes one of these little ones to believe in, who believe in me to fall away, like, that, don't do that. That it would, be, it would be better for you to be, to be destroyed than for that to happen. And then Jesus goes on to raise the stakes of what it means to follow him. And I think that's really what this passage is about. It's, it's heavy. Like, it's heavy. It's a heavy passage what Jesus talks about cutting off your your hand and gouging out your eye and cutting off your foot and so on. Of course, he's not being literal or else um, we'd all be maimed, lame uh, people. We'd have one hand and so on. Um, so he doesn't envision that we actually do these things uh, necessarily. And by the way, is it really your hand that causes you to sin? Or is it really your eye that causes you to sin? We know that sin is deeper than that. It comes from the heart level. So I think there's, it's possible that Jesus is hinting at that we need a change of heart, that something has to change about our motives before we can really um, get on board with his kingdom. But I think ultimately what this passage is about is about how serious it is to follow Jesus. Um, it's about the difference between seeing Jesus' work as like, a private and privileged operation and seeing it as an event that's, that's going to change the universe for eternity. N.T. Wright says it's like Jesus is saying, um, anything that gets in the way of following Jesus must go. I think that's what's going on here. He's challenging his disciples to consider their priorities and what really matters to them. Um, and uh, N.T. Wright goes on to say in this really helpful uh book, the New Testament for everyone. He has one on Mark. Uh, and he says this, um, this passage for the first time in Mark introduces us to the stern warning that those who drift down the wrong road are heading for the rubbish heap. Gehenna is the word for hell used here is the valley that runs past the southwest corner of the old city of Jerusalem. In Jesus's day, it was used as Jerusalem's um, like rubbish heap, right? It's where, and it was set on fire often to burn up the trash and so forth. And by Jesus' day, it had already become a metaphor for the fate of uh, the after-death fate of those who reject the way of God. And so Jesus is, I think, combining these two meanings of it being a rubbish heap and then also it being this, um, you know, this metaphor, right? And uh, he was continually, so what Jesus is doing here is warning his contemporaries that unless they get on board with his kingdom, his way of peace, his way of loving and serving, his way of, of, of life that he's embodying and, and his agenda, his kingdom, right? His kingdom is going to change the world. 
then um, they were heading for literal physical destruction. Um, Jesus changes absolutely everything. He is king over absolutely everything. And I think this is a passage that's helping us, like challenging us to come to terms with that, that Jesus really is king, that it really ha does have implications on the way that we live. Um, so I think the last th thought I want to leave you with in this passage is to, to consider, like, if that's true for you, um, Jesus finishes by talking about salt um, and, uh, and fire, right? And, and what does salt do? What does fire do? Well, in Jesus' day, it would, those, these were things that preserved and purified. Uh, uh, and so I think Jesus is saying, if you want to follow me, you have to get on board with my agenda. Like, you have to let the way that I'm living and the way that I'm preaching and what I'm teaching, you have to let that like infiltrate your heart, your life and your actions. Like, is my love reflected in your life? Is my um, commitment to redemption reflected in your life? Is my um, commitment to people in need reflected in your life? Is my commitment to, um, to, to the good news of the gospel reflected in your life? Um, and are you willing to make some sacrifices to go the way of Jesus, to follow along with Jesus rather than, than the way of the world? Um, we all want to make things about us. We all want to go our own way, right? We all want to be considered to be really great and smart and ethical and moral and so forth. Like everybody wants to do this, whether they we're talking about like an atheist or a, a super conservative Christian. We all want people to think we're we're right and we're moral and we've got it together. But what we really need is to let go of that and walk with Jesus to let go of worrying about what other people think of us and say, I'm going to go with Jesus. I'm going to actually stop worrying about that. And I'm actually going to live in a way that blesses my neighbor. I'm actually going to live in a way that honors God. I'm actually going to live in a way that, um, that promotes the flourishing of the people around me. I think that's the way of Jesus. Um, and I think that's the way of life Jesus has embodied constantly. And so now here he's just saying, hey, count the cost. Is it worth some sweat? Is it worth some sacrifice? Is it worth some difficulty to, to walk with me? It totally is worth it. It's just a matter of whether we see that. Um, so I hope you'll see it. I want to see it too. Thanks for your time. We'll see you next week. <laughs>